This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So let me go ahead, before we get into the, to the topic of the show, I want to go ahead and address a few things. First, I want to thank everyone who has joined my membership, who has rejoined or joined my Patreon. Um, I'm so happy with the feedback that I'm getting from my Discord group. I am so happy that you guys are loving the Discord and you guys are enjoying it. Um, it's so many like-minded people. I know people have been asking, you know, what if they can't afford to pay the, mem- the membership fee of $5? At that point, it's just not meant for you to be there. You know, no shade. You're still allowed. I have a lot of free stuff, which is YouTube. You don't pay anything for YouTube, which is my Instagram page. I made it public because a lot of people were hitting me up about the whole Chadwick Bosman situation. So right now, it is public. But if y'all keep harassing us and disrupting our energy, the Instagram page will go back private. Y'all now don't play with that Instagram trolling. So right now, to get into the Discord, you have to either be a YouTube member, that is a perk of of my membership, or a Patreon member. And that's it. We don't want it to be free. I don't want anybody coming in there. I want the people who don't rock with me, who think I'm crazy, then you don't need to pay to be on my Discord, and I'm fine with that. So that is the rules. There's no way around that. You're either a member or you're not. Um, We're going to be doing a lot more stuff. Um, I have my mods in place. I have my admins in place. So the Discord has only been around for four days. So that's just been really awesome, just all the dialogue. I've learned so much from you all with just the things that we're posting, the information that we're sharing. There's many different categories. If there's any specific category that you don't see, hit me up or hit up one of my uh, mods or admins and ask them to put a particular category do not start posting stuff randomly because I know I had to ask one of um, the followers on there. I have a group in there called Save the Children. And that is for like anything dealing with like P-Gate, uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, you know, just abusive children. We post information in there and somebody was posting like a bunch of, you know, science stuff. And so... Um, you know, or history things. So I went ahead and I made those categories. So just make sure whatever you post, look for the category. And if you can't find it, hit us up. But don't just post random, you know, deep stuff in the in the general chat or in the Save the Children. Also in the Save the Children chat, do not post any pornography, okay? We all have vivid imaginations. I don't need to be, you know, do not post. I don't care if it's cartoon porn. I don't care if it's, you know, supposed to be, you know, stuff with children and you're upset. I understand wanting to get information out. Do not post any pornography. I don't care if this is porn with adults. No porn on my site. You will be banned. Um, We'll warn you first and then you'll be banned. So if you want to talk about something or something you've seen, that's fine. But you need to really think before you post certain things. I don't want to see pictures of people eating babies and all that stuff. I know we have the dark web and really crazy parts of the Internet. You know, just be really mindful, okay, because most of the people here on our site are empaths. So sometimes when we see certain things, it really takes a toll. 
So just be kind of mindful with the stuff that you post. We're here for all the info, but don't post any porn. I, I don't need to see anything involving children, any abuse, any ritualistic stuff. If you can't post it on YouTube without being banned, don't post it in my Discord. So that's just, you know, just a heads up, okay? Um, But yeah, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving the energy. I'm loving the people in there. It's like-minded. It's basically my own personal social media group. I'm spending more time in my Discord group than I am on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Now, as far as my um, DM conspiracy group... That is something different because I saw a lot of people were confused when I posted that early on Instagram. That is a group with the people who are not my moderators on Discord. We started that group three weeks ago with like 31 people and we're down to about, I don't know, like 24, honey. We've been playing Survivor. Um, that is a personal group for me and I asked them, did they want me to bring any new people in? The only person that we bought in is Dinosaurus and... I didn't know you were a guy. I mean, the Nicki Minaj uh, icon picture fooled me. I had assumed you were a girl, but my mods told me that you were a guy, so I'm sorry. I kept saying she. I apologize about that. But he's the only one that we let in because he really helped us out on the first day that I opened the Discord group. He came with a lot of good information. He taught us, you know, some things that were open on the back end that we didn't realize. So because of his helpful information and him just, you know, being so selfless, I brought him into the conspiracy group in the DMs. So that's been the only person. Um, they've all requested that we just keep it like that because we've kind of built bonds over the past three weeks and it would feel weird to just add, like, another new eight people. I kind of like the group how it is. But... The Discord group is open to everyone, but you have to be a member. So that is the rule. So please don't be DMing me sob stories. It's not that serious. If you can't get in right now, just come when you can get in. But we have more than enough people on there where it's popping with just, you know, the few thousand people that we have in there. Um, so, yes. Okay, God, I feel so much better. The, the chat is going good. People can see me. Shout out to all the new members in here. Um... I know people were sending super chats. Let me see if I can read some of them here. Give me just a second to pull them up on this back end here. Um, JK says, love you, T. I've been watching you since I was 13 years old. I'm now 19. And you are definitely, you definitely shaped my teenage years. I remember coming home from middle school and high school to watch your videos. Love you, T. Love you, too. And I'm, I'm just really grateful for that, that people have been around that long and they've taken something from my channel. You know what I mean? I don't have, like, the typical YouTube celebrity gossip channel. Nothing wrong with that, but I like to also think deep on a three-dimensional level. And I'm glad that a lot of you guys just accept me for that. Um... Arius Griffin sent 10. She says, hey, T, first time doing this. I've been watching since I was 15. I'm 21 now. You're one of my favorite YouTubers. I adore and admire you, Auntie. Thank you so much. So we're going to go ahead and get on with the show. I just want to, you know, talk about the Discord thing. Thank you to everybody who's joining. Um, so as you guys can see my background, I'm looking at my background. That is my Black Panther pillow, okay? A lot of people, this has been a very emotional I would say 24 hours for me. Um, many of us were crying in the DMs when we got the news about Chadwick. I was in shock. And what was so crazy at the time, I had gotten a copyright notification. Let me tell y'all this. A lot of these damn companies are, are losing money. 
So what they're doing now, they're trying to, you know, go and just claim copyright on random videos that have been up for years. Now they, they supposedly want all the money off the video. So YouTube has peaked game and they're allowing us to, you know, clip certain clips. So I got an alert from ABC News or somebody, honey, about a video I did about Fergie singing the national anthem and how she got clowned. So I hadn't been able to check on that alert because I've been just kind of busy with everything with Discord. So when things slowed down, I went to go check the copyright notification. And lo and behold, the background pops up. And it's when I used to have my T'Challa background from Black Panther that they gave me when I did the Black Panther movie event. So, you know, so I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen that background in so long. I'm thinking nothing of it. I go in, I edit the clip, and literally not even five minutes after that, my youngest son walks in my room, and he's like, Mom, Chadwick Boseman just died. And I'm like, what? He was like, Black Panther, it's all over TMZ, it's on the news. So it was just, I was shook. I was not expecting that, especially because of what I was doing at that moment. At that moment, I'm literally staring at my Black Panther background in this video, in this old video from two years ago, as I'm getting the announcement of his death. If that isn't some type of eerie coincidence, I don't know what is, okay? So it was it was very it was it was very hurtful because he was so unproblematic. And he took his acting very seriously. He was a very good actor. You never heard his name in a bunch of controversy, in a bunch of mess. Very positive individual. And to find out that this man had been battling cancer for four years, and he was still able to do stunts and, you know, bring us, you know, the Black Panther movie, the Jackie Robinson movie, and so many other movies in the past four years. It was just insane to like wrap my mind around that because I've seen people be afflicted with cancer and it's no joke. And colon cancer is very serious. And another thing that's scary is that they tell most men that you don't need to be screened for colon cancer, colon cancer until you hit 50. He died at the age of 42. Some people say 43. I'm not sure why the age is, why there's a discrepancy in his age, but he died at either 42 or 43. Right? So that means he was diagnosed when he was in his late 30s with colon cancer. But they're telling men that they don't need to be screened until they're 50. So to the men out there, you may want to think about getting screened earlier. Because look what happened to him in his late 30s. So that is really scary. You know, and me being a huge fan of not only, um, you know, Marvel. Everybody knows I'm team Marvel. But... For y'all who have been here, you guys know how I waited in anticipation for the Black Panther movie. I encourage many of you guys to go out and support it. You know, I ended up renting out a theater in the Twin Cities that held 116 people. We rented it out, and we did the Black Panther premiere, and it was just one of the funnest events. I'm still very close with a lot of the people, a lot of my tea sippers that came out. I still have relationships with them until this day. The vibe was awesome. I mean, people came from all over the city, and we all watched that movie together. So I've been hearing from a lot of those people recently. Even the guys who are my security guys, they hit me up to check on me. So that was really dope. You know, so my condolences definitely go out to uh, to Chadwick Bosman's family and his castmates. I can only imagine what they're going through as well. Um, 
he he just he did a, he did a lot. He was just an outstanding actor. You know that movie inspired me so much. That's what made me get my car. You know that is the car in the Black Panther movie. Except for my car is white. You know, and that is my baby. We call her Vibranium. Okay. When I seen that, I went to. I was like, when they came here, when because that car was traveling, the Black Panther car, the blue one, it was traveling. So when I found out they were coming to the Twin Cities. You know my ass was there with my big cornbread smile, taking selfies and everything. Um, that car was just so dope to me, and I had to have it, man. It was crazy. Let me show y'all here real quick. Show y'all my display. So this was when we did the movie night in the Twin Cities. And so let me see here. Let me kind of move it over so those words aren't hitting. And it was so many people that came through. Like, it was just a really dope event. This was the theater, no drama, no mess. I mean, everybody just had a really good time. You know, some of the people that came through, these were like a big group of my tea sippers here. I mean, just really fun memories, man. Just really fun memories. I just, I, I loved it. Um, this was me just talking about it, but this is what I wanted to show y'all here. So this was the car. And then they ended up, this was him with the car. They ended up bringing this car to the Twin Cities. Lexus did. And so this was me in front of that same car that Chadwick was in front of. This was the real scratches. And then after that, I went and bought the same car. <laughs> like, so when I tell you I live and breathe Marvel, like, I don't care. Y'all can judge me. Y'all can be like, you're old, get a life. Uh, whatever honey okay i am team marvel to the heart that's why i took it so hard when stan lee died you know what i'm saying he made characters that look like us he made characters that resembled us and and he made it where these characters weren't shucking and jiving and cooning and twerking these were elegant black people with superpowers you know what i'm saying who were here to help others like like what they did with that movie black panther that caused the movement you know what I'm saying? That planted a seed in young black children's minds that we too can be superheroes, that we too can be special, that we're just not this. White kids have Spider-Man, they have Iron Man, they have so many characters they can look up to. And what Chadwick and what that cast of Black Panther did for, you know, the black community and for black imagery, you couldn't pay for that in a million years. That movie broke box record um, history for a reason. And I remember people talking all this shit back then. Oh, y'all's doing too much. Y'all's going to the theater dressed in African garb. Oh, y'all y'all are doing the most. Why? Why is it the most when black people who are fans of something, black Marvel fans, black comic book fans, okay, so whole subculture, why is it that when we do something, y'all want to talk slick? But when the Star Wars movie comes out, do y'all clown white people for dressing like Jedi Knights? Do y'all clown white people for going to theaters dressed like Chewbacca and Luke Skywalker and Princess Layla? No, y'all don't. Do y'all clown white folks for dressing like Iron Man and Spider-Man and all that stuff and the adventures? No, y'all don't. That's why we had on African garb. Because we were representing and we were proud to represent. So I, I have no I have no regrets. So shout out to everybody who got dressed up and who went box office night and supported that movie. Because that movie was a movement. Ain't no bandwagon jumping over here. So I'm just, 
Thank you. Everybody's like, tell them. Exactly. Like, that was a movement. He, he, he planted seeds. You know what I'm saying? He planted imagery, positive imagery, in children's minds. So many kids, black, white, Asian, now have a respectable black character. For Christmas, my son got me a Black Panther doll. I showed that on Instagram. That was one of my Christmas presents. Like, I love that. I just I just love everything about, about the movie, what it stood for. So, yeah, I went a little hard and got me a damn car, too. Shit, I don't give a damn. Call me Queen Chala. <laughs> Be riding my little vibranium car, honey. Representing. People love it. When they say, like, that's a car from Black Panther. It's, it, it is. And a black woman has it. One of the only black women. <laughs> so I want to go ahead and read to you guys. And hopefully I won't break down crying, y'all. Like, if y'all don't know what Ryan Coogler had to say, he wrote something today and it was posted on Essence. It's kind of long, but I feel like reading to y'all. I'm in the mood to be Mother Goose today. Ryan Coogler wrote the most eloquent, I don't know what you want to call it, post a speech about his relationship with Chadwick Bosman and how he didn't even have any idea that this man was battling cancer. So if you guys don't mind, yes, throw up them Wakanda forever, honey. Throw up them fist in the chat box. I'm going to go ahead and read to you guys what Ryan Coogler had to say. So let me see here. I'm going to read his whole statement. Let me put, let me put it on the screen. Give me just a second. Okay, so that way you guys can see it as well. So this is what Ryan Coogler had to say. And like I said, it's kind of long, but I think it's important that you guys hear this. At, you know, hear how important this movie was. So Ryan says, I inherited Marvel and the Russo brothers' casting choices of, Ch of T'Challa. It is something that I will forever be grateful for. The first time I saw Chad's performance as T'Challa, it was an unfinished cut of Captain America's Civil War. I was deciding whether or not directing Black Panther was the right choice for me. I've never forgot, I never forget sitting in the editorial suite on the Disney lot and watching his scenes. His first with Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, then with the South African cinema titan John Kenai as T'Challa's father, King Chaka. It was that moment that I knew I wanted to make this movie. After Scarlett's character leaves them, Chad and John Chad and John began conversing in a language that I had never heard before. It sounded familiar, full of some clicks and smacks that young children would make in the States. The same clicks that we often that we often be chitted for being disrespectful or improper. But it had a masculinity to it that I felt ancient and powerful and African. In my meeting, after watching the film, I asked Nate Moore, one of the producers of the film, about the language. Did you guys make it up? Nate replied, no, it's Kosha. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. John Kenai's native language. He and Chad decided to do a scene like that on set, and we rolled with it. I thought to myself, he just learned the lines of another language that day? I couldn't conceive how difficult that must have been, even though I hadn't met Chad. I was already in awe of, of his capacity as an actor. I learned later, 
I learned that later there was much conversation over how T'Challa would sound in the film. The decision to have Kosha be the official language of Wakanda was solidified by Chad, a native of South Carolina, because he was able to learn his lines in Kosha there on the spot. He also advocated for his character to speak with an African accent, so that way he could present T'Challa to, to audiences as an African king whose dialect had been conquered by the West. I finally met Chad in person in early 2016. Once I signed on to the film, he snuck past journalists that were congratulated for the press junket I was doing for Creed. Oh, I'm sorry, that, that congregated for the press junket I was doing for Creed and met me in the green room. We talked about our lives, my time playing football in college, and his time at Howard studying to be a director, about our collective vision for Chala and Wakanda. We spoke about the irony of how his former Howard classmate, Tahanisi Coates, was writing T'Challa's current arc, arc with Marvel Comics, with Marvel Comics. How Chad knew Howard and how Chad knew Howard's student Prince Joan, who was murdered by police inspired um, Coates memoirs between the world and me. Then he goes on to say, I noticed that Chad was an anomaly. He was calm, assured, constantly studying, but also kind, comforting, and had the warmest laugh in the world and eyes that had seen much beyond his years. We could, we could still sparkle like a child, but could still uh, but could still sparkle like a child seeing something for the first time. That was the first of many conversations. He was a special person. We would often speak about heritage and what it means to be African. When preparing for the film, he would ponder every decision, every choice, not just for how it would reflect on himself, but how those choices could reverberate. They're not ready for this, what we're doing. This is, a, this is Star Wars. This is Lord of the Rings. But for us and bigger, he would say, this to me while we were struggling to finish the dramatic scenes, stretching into double overtime, or while we were covered in body paint, doing his stunts, or crashing into frigid waters, foam, and landing pads. I would nod and smile, but I didn't believe him. I had no idea if this film would work. I wasn't sure I knew what I was doing, but I looked, but I looked back and realized that Chad knew something that we all didn't. He was playing the long game all the while putting in work and the work he did. He would come to auditions for supporting roles, which is not common for lead actors in a big budget movie. He was there for, the, he was there for several M'Baku auditions. In Winston Dukes, he turned a chemistry reading into a wrestling match. Winston broke his bracelet. In Letitia Wright's audition for Shuri, she she pierced his royal pose with her signature humor and would bring about a smile to Chala's face that was 100% Chad. While filming the movie, we would meet at the office or at my rental home in Atlanta to discuss lines and different ways to add depth to each scene. We talked costumes, military practices. He said to me, Wakandans have to dance during the coronations. If they just stand there with spares, what separates them from the Romans? In early drafts of the script, Eric Killmonger's character would ask T'Challa to be buried in Wakanda. Chad challenged that and asked, what if Killmonger asked to be buried elsewhere? 
Now, y'all remember when we were talking about Killmonger during the whole water season and how he said, bury me in the sea with my ancestors. So that is really deep that that came from Chad. Let me continue. Chad deeply valued his privacy, and I wasn't privy to the details of his illness. After his family released their statement, I realized he was living with his illness the entire time I knew him. Because he was a caretaker, a leader, a man of faith, dignity, and pride, he shielded his, he shielded his collaborators from his suffering. He lived a beautiful life. He made great art day after day, year after year. That is who he was. He was an epic firework display. I will tell stories about being there for some of the brilliant sparks till the end of my days. What an incredible mark he left us. I haven't grieved a loss. I haven't grieved a loss this acute before. I spent the last year preparing, imagining, and writing words for him to say that weren't des- that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him in the monitor again or walk up to him and ask for another take. It hurts more to know that we can't have another conversation or FaceTime or text message exchange. He would send vegetarian recipes, eating regiments for my family and me to follow during the pandemic. He would check on me and my loved ones even as he dealt with the scourge of cancer. In African cultures, we often refer to loved ones that have passed on as ancestors. Sometimes you are genetically related, sometimes you are not. I had the privilege of directing scenes of Chad's character, T'Challa, communicating with the ancestors of Wakanda. We were in Atlanta in an abandoned warehouse with blue screens and massive movie lights. But Chad's performance made it real. I think it was because from the time I met him, the ancestors spoke through him. It's no secret to me now how he was able to skillfully portray some of the most notable, some of the most notable ones. I had no doubt that he would live on and continue to bless us with more. But it is with a heavy heart and a sense of deep gratitude to have ever been in his presence that I have to reckon with the fact that Chad is an ancestor now. And I know that he will watch over us until we meet again. Okay, let me calm down. Okay, that was hard to read, especially when it got near the end. I hope you guys didn't mind me just reading all that. That was hard. Um, I think that was one of the best, I don't know what you want to call it, Instagram posts, speeches, you know, that I've heard somebody say, and it's somebody who has, who understands the industry and, you know, what it takes to make movies and all the preparation, all the hard work, you know, how you're on set for, you know, sometimes 12. Like I told you guys, we'd be on the set of Straight Outta Compton for 17 hours a day. At that point, I had never done anything in my life for 17 hours straight. So to know that this man was on set for upwards of 12 hours, 
all the while battling cancer, all the while being in pain, all the while dealing with chemotherapy, going through surgeries, and he was still able to bring us that, still able to bring back Black Panther and, and the character of T'Challa to life. I would have never imagined when I put that together and I had all these people come and watch the movie with me and had them there at the premiere that I was watching somebody battling a, a illness like colon cancer. So that just says a lot. That That is a testimony to who he was. That is a testimony to his character. And that is a testimony to how much he knew this character was bigger than himself. It was bigger than the cast. But that that was an imagery that black people and people of color would have to look on for generations. The same way generations before us talk about Marvel Comics and Spider-Man and what it did for them as children is the same way that, you know, our kids will talk about Black Panther and what it did to them when they went to go watch it. So, yeah, so th this, it's been a very, very emotional few days for me, just being a fan. Um, and what was it, the same birthday as Jack Kirby um, when he died as well? And then a year ago, like right before, it's almost like, like I told you guys a year ago, like Stan Lee or two years ago, um, that Stan Lee hung on just enough, <laughs> you know, for Black Panther to come out, you know, so it, it's crazy, man. Um, it's been a lot going on with that, but um, rest in peace, you know what I'm saying? He was a phenomenal actor, never embroiled in any nonsense, and so this hit hard. This hit a lot of people hard. A lot of people took this as if this was their own family members, you know what I'm saying? Even in our private chat, it was a lot of people that were literally in there crying. That's how hard we took this. So, yeah, I got to... I got to get off that topic because I, I don't want I didn't I don't want to come on here crying again. <laughs> Cried enough this weekend, but um I had to share that with y'all for y'all because I know a lot of people just don't like to read you know especially the young folks. I'm not the best reader, okay? <laughs> I try, but I, I just had to read that to you guys because I I don't want you guys to ignore that because so many times people are like oh that's too long oh you know we have such short attention spans so I had to read that to you guys. To know the extent of who Chadwick Bosman was. So, oh, a lot of y'all are in here crying. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I don't. I didn't mean to make anybody cry. <laughs> um. So let me see here. So I wanted to go ahead. Let me pull. Let me check something real quick on YouTube. See if this ever. I hope it's still showing waiting on my end, but. That's on my end, so that's fine. It's showing everything else on YouTube. Let me check the back end. Let me go ahead and um, check the viewer activity. Give me just a second here. Okay, so we got a lot of people just joining the membership here. So that's awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining the membership. I appreciate it. So I want to go ahead and um, hit on the whole Marcus Houston situation. Um, let's see here. How do I go on? Can somebody tell me how we go about modding people on Twitch? If you guys know, let me know. Because people are saying that there's some um, there's some trolling going on on Twitch. But I'm not really sure how to mod people. So I'll figure it out eventually. We'll get some mods on Twitch. Um, 
But even if I'm like, the only thing that's giving me an option to do is to ban people, put people on timeout, or delete messages. So click on the names in the mod. Um, let me see. It's just saying, let me see. Yeah, when I click on the names, it's just saying to report people, which is weird. Let me try somebody else's name. Add as a friend, block, report, ban. Yeah, it's not, I mean, I guess unless I add that person as a friend, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not seeing, like, um, I see you in here, Rejoice. Okay, I hit your accept. But it's not giving me an option to make you a mod. I'm not seeing, it's just giving me an option to, like, ban people, which is weird. So I, I accepted your friend request on Twitch. So I don't know if that makes you a mod or what it does. You sent me a link. Let me check something real quick. Um, on the settings, you can add mods. Um, let me look real quick. Sorry to everybody else. I'm just trying to figure out the Twitch thing. Okay, so I'm probably going to have to go on to Twitch itself. And do it. Let me check something really quick. And see if it lets me do that. Because when I go into the stream on OBS, it's not giving me an option. Like how on YouTube, how I can like mod people right there and then. So it looks like people are telling me I have to go on to Twitch to do it. So I'll see if I can do that. And if it's still acting funny, then so be it. Looks amazing. His matches oh, versus Huckle Dude. I hate when people's voices come on. Let me mute this. Give me just a second. Okay, so now I have my, I think this is my stream. Oh, no, this is somebody else's stream. Hold on. Let me go to my channel. Some white man popped up with it. Well, he had a headset on, microphone and everything. Was in a comfortable chair. I'm like, oh, I know that's not my stream. <laughs> okay. So I'm in here on Twitch, on my Twitch stream. Okay, so I'm seeing names. So I see Night God. Okay, there we go. I just made you a mod, Night God. That is one of my mods on Discord. So you're a mod. Okay, who else wants to be a mod? Whoever needs to be blocked, y'all go ahead and block them. I don't know who was on Twitch talking because I'm not on Twitch. Personally, don't care. There might be a bunch of little, you know, random white trolls. You know, this is a gaming site, honey. So they they love to come with a racist nonsense. Um, okay, Motifa, you're a mod. I'm going through just modding people. You got the power. Sorry, you guys. I had to go through and take care of Twitch. A lot of people were complaining about racism. And, you know, we talk about anything, you know, uplifting black people, honey. Here come the racist. Okay. Um, Danny, you're a mod. Where's Rejoice? Okay, I know Double um, Hadrina. You're a mod. I accepted your friend request. Okay, where's Rejoice? I'm trying to find you on here, Rejoice. I can make you a mod. 
I think I made like five people mod so far. I don't see Rejoice's name. Okay, I see Rejoice. Okay, Rejoice. Uh-oh. Okay, your mod, Rejoice, um, Night God, Double Hadria. Y'all go do y'all's thing. Start booting people out of Twitch. Y'all got it? We done. I'm back to my stream. Sorry, y'all. We got to take care of business. Get them out of here. All right, so we're back. Okay, so let's go ahead and talk about the Marquise Houston, the Marcus Houston situation. So if you guys don't know, Marcus Houston um, announced to the world that he now has a wife. Okay, he's been dating this girl for a while. She's only 19. And I remember when it first came out that this girl, this young girl, and I don't, what the hell's her name? I forget her name. Um, was his girlfriend. It raised a lot of eyebrows. And a lot of people kind of felt some type of way because it came out later that the young girl had been a runaway. So this has bothered a lot of people, this whole uh, Marcus Houston situation. Let me go ahead and show you guys the pictures, honey. Look, all y'all like Blockiana. Yes, you know we don't play that. We, we like a certain energy, and if you're going to come with the nonsense, we got the mods on point, honey. Let me show y'all my screen here so I can show y'all the pictures and what Marquise, uh, Marcus Houston had to say. All right. So, nobody at all. Here comes Marcus Houston. So, he says, we can't believe the day has finally come, the day when the two of us were bonded together before Jehovah to become one. Jehovah has blessed us with true happiness to be um, with true happiness that is unmatched. Matthew 19, chapter 5, 6. For this reason, a man will leave his father, his mother, and will stick to his wife. The two will become one flesh. Six. So that way, so that they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, what God has yoked together, let no man pull apart. Hashtag Houston's married. Hashtag the Houston's. Honey. So this is them cutting the cake. And she's a beautiful girl. Gorgeous young girl. And he wrote Mr. and Miss Houston. And then here they go kissing. Okay. You know, pretty girl. Here goes a nice close-up shot of her. Okay. Still an unbelievable moment for me. Marrying you is such a dream come true. The Houstons. Okay. So let me come back on the screen. Okay, so I have a lot of issues with this, okay? This isn't hate and jealousy. Pretty little girl. Me and Marcus Houston are the same age. I have a 19-year-old son. That doesn't gel well with me. This would be like me getting on here now and saying, hey, me and my son's friend or just whatever 19-year-old kid in the neighborhood, we done fell in love and we're married. Y'all would roast me. Like this 19-year-old is the same age as your child. Marcus Houston is old enough to have a 19-year-old, 20-year-old, 21-year-old child. Let's, let, so let, let, let's put that into perspective. This young girl is the same age as my son. Me and Marcus Houston are the same age. This is insane that this is his wife. Another thing, people are saying that this young girl was a runaway. She had been through a lot in life. 
I don't really know her backstory, but they're saying that at, at when Marcus Houston met her, she was 15 years old, and he met her via Chris Stokes. Chris Stokes is somebody who irritates my spirit like none other. Okay? Because for some reason, Chris Stokes has been able to buy some type of secrecy and, and protection in the industry where people aren't dragging him the way they drag R. Kelly. Chris Stokes has literally been accused of molesting and raping his own cousins. Chris Stokes and Raz B and Marcus Houston are blood cousins. This man has been allegedly accused of molesting and raping his blood cousins. So that right there don't sit well with me, okay? The fact that he's 38 years old and she's 19. My thing is, Marcus Houston, you've been a star for over 30-something years in the industry, okay? So let's keep that real. On top of you being in the industry for well over, well, maybe not 30-something, honey, 20-something years. I mean, I say 30, ain't 60. You've been in the industry at least 20-something years. We've, we've watched Tia and Tamara say, go home, Roger, since we were like in junior high. We all rock with you with immature. I will never lie again. She will always be my friend. That came out when I was damn 11 or 12 years old. Don't play with me. Okay? Then we rock with you when you turned into IMX. My point is this. You've been in the industry long enough where you done had all types of puss. Let's keep that real. You done fucked everything that moves. All types of females, possibly men, allegedly. Possibly your cousins, allegedly. Why are you taking this young girl's childhood from her? Why are you taking her youth from her? That's all I see is a grown-ass man in his late 30s taking this young girl's youth. Now, granted, Marcus Houston, I don't think he has children. I might be wrong. Let me know if he has kids or not. I'm not sure. I know the rest of Immature, IMX, they all have children. I don't know if he does. Does he have kids? I feel like once you get to a certain age, you need to let people in their 20s. She's not even her 20s. She's 19. They're still teen at the end of her damn name. You need to let them be able to live their life. Date, meet other people, go to college, do travel the world. She doesn't have any babies. I had a kid by the time I was her age. She has nothing tying her down. She should be out here at 19 living her best life. But now she's a wife, and then he's trying to, okay, so he doesn't have children. Thank you. And he's trying to mix this whole, because he's a very religious man all of a sudden. Not all of a sudden. He's been on that religious tip for the past three years. I'll say that. He's been a Jehovah's Witness. And we're all proud of him. Like, okay, he got out the, end of the evil industry. He's now a Jehovah's Witness. You know, he quotes nothing but Bible scriptures. But don't marry this 19-year-old and then try and wrap it up in the words of Jesus Christ. Like, stop the not. Like, don't, don't bring God into this. Okay. There's a lot of issues with this situation, especially with this girl being a runaway, especially the fact that you were introduced to her by your cousin, Chris Stokes. It don't sit well with me. Now, I'm not trying to be messy, but a lot of y'all are, are young, and y'all may not know this, because a lot of y'all were, hell, back in 2010, she was a damn baby, okay? She was young as hell. 
Let me go ahead and pull you out this old article from 2010. Okay, so back in 2010, if y'all do not know, Marcus Houston was accused by Rasby and others, okay, of molestation. This was in 2010. Let me just read some of this article. Last week, the internet was abuzz when molestation accusations against singer Marcus Houston and manager-producer Chris Stokes resurfaced. Former, uh, former BTK band member Demario Rasby Thornton released a video of a disturbing conversation between he and former label mate Quindon Tavara and two former teen heartthrobs shared a graphic war story of allegedly being molested by both Houston and Stokes, Rasby's cousin, during their musical careers. I'm not going to read the whole article, but let's just say I'm old enough. I'm not 19. I'm old enough to why I don't forget shit. I've been on these internet streets for years. So when I first saw him, yeah, y'all remember that? See, a lot of y'all have short-term memory. And this, this, this ain't the channel or the stream for your cognitive dissidents. I don't forget shit. So when I first seen him frolicking around with the, with the girl that they said was a runaway and that she done ran away from her family from the age of 15 and somehow mysteriously ended up in, in Chris Stokes' presence and then was somehow handed off to Marcus, Marcus Houston, back then... My tin hat was tingling about that article and when everything came out back in 2010 concerning Raz B and um, the other young boy that was in that group. Okay? And the other young boy, he's been trying to get his story out there for years. His story ain't changed. Raz B, he's dealing with a lot of mental illness, so Raz B will, honey, if you give him a bag, he'll forget about the molestation for the time being and then jump up on stage and dance. Then he'll go back to remembering it. But the other young dude, he's, he's kept the same story. But yeah, something about that marriage, I can't celebrate that. Okay? And this is not about hating. And I understand that the legal age of consent is 18. Okay? I understand that. But I also have to be honest when we're talking about young people. And when I see somebody so old trying to marry or have sex with somebody who's 18 or 19. And I don't care if this is an 18-year-old girl or 18-year-old boy, okay? Now, if it's somebody still in their 20s and they want to, you know, legally have sex with an 18-year-old, that's their business. That's not too far apart in age. 25, 18, yeah, it's kind of creepy, it's kind of old, but that's not too bad. But when you're talking about 38, damn near 40, and 18 and 19, you have nothing in common. I have nothing in common with the 19-year-old. We might be able to talk about Marvels. We might be able to talk about Xbox. We might be able to talk about, you know, superficial shit and have cool convo. But when it comes to, like, you know, real shit that adults have to deal with, refinances, interest rates, mortgages, things that adults take to bed at night, what can a 19-year-old tell me about that? They ain't never bought a house. Most likely, they're still living with their parents, running up their electric bill, eating up all their shit. I look at them like they're babies. I have nothing in common with a 19-year-old. I'm not saying I need somebody who's 40, but 19, we have nothing in common. 
So I, I give this whole marriage the side eye. I just do. I, I can't praise that. Um, let's see here. Um, let me let me check some of my super. Oh my god, I've been getting all types of super chats. See, my YouTube is not telling me anything. I'm this episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm seeing I'm getting $100 super check. I'm going through my mini feed. So let me just go through the mini feed and see. Okay, so Ayana Lori sent a $5 super chat. Said he died on Jackie Robinson's birthday. He was 42. Maya sent a $100 super chat. Thank you so much, sis. I appreciate it. So I'm glad on my OBS stream yard, I'm still getting used to this. So there's a mini feed so I can see um, the super chats that people left me. She left that 26 minutes ago. Um, Toy Dulcer left the $55 super chat. Says, hey, T, I'm, a certif I'm certified tea sipping. Been here for three years now. You are funny, knowledgeable, and saved me through this damn pandemic. Thank you. Thank you, and thank you for your super chat. Thank you so much for coming through. I really appreciate it. So thank you, guys. I'm just catching up here. Uh, Michael Harris sent a super chat. He says, my favorite YouTuber, thanks for all you do. Thanks for all the great information that you give. Thank you, and thanks for coming through. Um... That Dap TV says, I've been rocking with you since the early 2000s. Love you, queen. Love you, too, and thank you for coming through. I appreciate it. Um, London Jones since 20 says, hey, T, longtime fan. Happy to catch a live stream. Thank you, and thanks for coming through. Happy Sunday. Um, TSJ Voyage says, Chadwick made me see the potential in myself. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, Jocelyn People sent a super chat. Thank you, Jocelyn. Um, Jatari Mentor sent five says team Marvel rest in peace Chadwick. It's crazy. Cause I was anticipating the second black Panther me too. And I heard they were supposedly in filming or getting ready to film. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. I really don't. Um, let's see here. Um, miss Nibber says he passed on Jack Kirby's birthday he created the Black Panther comics. He also passed on Jackie Robinson Day on August 28th is the day that Emmett Till was lynched. Thank you so much for that full information and thank you for the $10 super chat. Appreciate it. Um, let's see here. Taina says, hey, T, remember back in March, Chadwick did a video on his IG and he looked very frail. The worst thing was people were making fun of him in the comments. Rest in peace, Chadwick. Yeah, that was really sad. I remember we talked about this on Instagram. We posted this on my Facebook um, about people bullying him, you know, making fun of how he looked. And the sad thing about that is that once again, it just goes to show you, you don't know what people are going through. Okay. And when I saw him and I saw how frail he looked, the first thing that kind of went in my mind is like he looks like he's battling something. You know, I didn't want to say cancer and I didn't want to speak into existence because I don't want to speak something like that onto somebody's life. But I felt like he was battling something. And when you see somebody who's made such a dramatic physical change in such a short time, that's not the time to bully and clown. 
So I was really disgusted by a lot of the people who were bullying him and writing stupid things like, oh, is this your king? It's like, that's not funny. And then now to find out that that man was battling cancer the whole time and chose to keep it to himself just made me respect him 100 times more. So thank you so much for the super chat. Um, let's see here. Uh, Yvette Rivera sent 20. She says, hey, T, love watching you. You are very inspiring. Appreciate all you do. Just become a member. Thanks again. God bless and keep up the good work. Thank you so much. I definitely will. Thanks for coming through. So, um, yeah, you know, the whole Marquise thing is very unnerving, very nerve wracking. And like I said, he's trying to wrap it up in the guise of, you know, Jehovah God. And nah, you, you've been you've been around the industry. You've had too many girls throwing their panties at you, being a singer, being a, a actor, being on very on several successful shows. OK, you don't need to take this young girl's innocence. Let, let her live her life. Now, I'm side-eyeing that union altogether. I really am. So let's go ahead. I've been on here. I've already been on here for an hour. Oh, my God. This chat be going by so fast. So I want to go ahead and talk about the Masika Kalasia situation, okay? So this situation with Masika has been very interesting. We'll also get on the Bella Thorne thing, too. Let me try and pull this up here. So if you guys do not know, I did the podcast the other day about Masika Kalasia and her supposedly working with the Rose Organization. And the Rose Organization is an organization to help, um, again, sex trafficking and human trafficking. And Masika, for some reason, thought it would be a good idea for her to dress up and pretend that she was kidnapped and she was a victim of trafficking. And so when she made this video... It triggered a lot of people, including myself, because like I said, we've been talking about this for, for years, and there's nothing funny about that. You're literally making fun of somebody's situation. You're literally talking about some parents' you know, worst nightmare, what they're living right now, and for you to turn that into an OnlyFans shout-out, that was trash. So the fact that she tried to be so strong about the situation, she initially refused to apologize, you know, she deflected. She tried to blame the Rose organization. So people basically got tired of her shit. And the show that she was working for, which is called Double Cross, they ended up firing her. So she was fired. Um, let me see if there's any other information. So they posted this. Let me pull, pull this up for you guys. So this was posted on um, Instagram. And basically, um, what they're saying is that since Masika refused and claimed that she was holding her ground, believing that the kidnapping video was something good that raised awareness, um, after the company who hired her, they had extensive discussions, and the double-cross creator decided that she wanted to part ways with Masika and immediately removed her from the television show. Then they also stated that it should be noted that the television show tackles very similar topics and features twin twin siblings, okay? Once again, that twinning energy, you guys, features twin siblings who fight the to fight the sex trafficking of young girls. Masika was recently cast for season two to play the character Amani. So basically, she's out of there. So now there's also a video of Masika doing like a live stream with the woman um, from the Rose organization. 
I looked on the shade room. I didn't. I'm not the shade room. I looked on Hollywood Unlocked. I didn't see it. So I'll check and see if the shade room has the video. I wasn't feeling it. It almost came off like the woman was paid to do this live stream with Masika. Like Masika paid her. It was just really an odd live stream. And that's the vibe that a lot of people got from it. Let me see if I can find it. I think a lot of pages have removed it. Oh, no, here it is. Let me show y'all this. I'm just going to play a little bit for you guys. And let me know what you guys think. Check this out here. Okay, so here it is. So, yeah, she do this maliciously. And she did this maliciously. So yeah. I, I accept your apology. And I apologize. You know, we both were unaware of the other things that occurred. But I think we both had the same intentions and yeah. the same goal. And, you know, for that, you know, it, it's not worth it to for me to try to come at you or you to try to come at me when the goal is to make sure we can get these children and these women, you know, free. So how are we going to be arguing when the bigger picture is let's, let's you know, Put it into what's really going on. That really what's matters. really going on, yeah. You know, and I want this to show that black women can stand up for each other. Black women can pull together when wrong is wrong. Um, I can honestly say it was a lot of wrong done in this situation. Um, we both, neither one of us, not one of us, had any. Oh, yeah. She didn't do this maliciously, and she didn't do this any idea of what the wrong was until we found yeah, out later until we found out later what the wrong was and again i'm still doing the investigation because i want to know where the email came from the whole nine i want to know um that's where i dropped the ball we're not knowing not being up on who's sending what who's doing what what's going on you know and I'm just like, I'm still in awe about it, honestly. I'm still like, how to happen. Next case. It. Get out of here with that shit. All right. I'm not buying nothing them two are selling at this point. Because remember, the lady from the Rose organization, she was all loud and she was all strong and F you and I don't want to meet you. I don't know who you are. All of a sudden now... Oh, well, you know, maybe somebody, you know, well, uh, uh, it was just a lot of mush mouth shit. Tiny violin, you know, they had the violins going strong. I believe at this point in time, they both look crazy. And they're both trying to save each other because they're both on a sinking ship. Because she made the organization look crazy. Then the lady came out there hooping and hollering and cussing her out and, you know, and all that stuff. And now y'all are doing the live stream together because they're, they're probably like, you know what? We might as well come together and just act like, you know, some random receptionist, you know, caused all this chaos. And, you know, they're, they're both trying to save their reputations at this point. So I'm over it. I ain't buying it. Okay. So they can both move around with that tiny violin because I don't see how... That even makes sense to an adult. I don't see how an adult can even come up with a skit like that and then use that to promote your OnlyFans. Nothing funny about it. If you were seriously about if you were serious about having a group to help with human trafficking and bring awareness, one, you don't need to do it on OnlyFans, okay, a site that's not dedicated to ass and tits. She could have started a Discord. She could have started a Patreon, a private page. If you're gonna do something that people are gonna take seriously. Go about it the right way. 
This was nothing more than than free promotion from Masika. That's what it is. I'm not buying anything her or that woman are selling. Um, let's see here. Just saying, I like that name. Just send a ten dollar super chat. Says Chad is a modern day King Hezekiah. Hezekiah, sorry, Hezekiah. He was faced with limited time to put his life in order. He crammed in a catalog of work most actors only dream of. He made his peace with it and got to work. Thank you so much for the super chat. I appreciate it. And I agree. He put in a lot of work. I agree. Um, Deja sent $5. She says, hey, T, usually watch from the background. You've inspired me to start a podcast. Keep up the great work. Love the Discord. Thank you so much. Definitely start the podcast. You know, I was telling one of my um, mods in my Discord, you know, to, to also start her own podcast as well. You know, there's nothing wrong with hearing multiple voices. If you feel like you have something to be said and you want your voice heard, definitely, uh, you know, definitely start that and start building it now. Because, again, I've always had this vision. That's why, for me, people are like, oh, you should be on TV and you should be on the show. That's never been my goal. I, I've known for years television was dying. My thing was always the Internet. That's why all these washed-up Z-list celebrities are now coming to the Internet. That's why they're all starting OnlyFans and Patreons and, you know, GoFundMes and whatever else they got going on because everything is shifting. This is a whole reset. That TV world, that industry is dying. Yesterday, Meg Thee Stallion put on a concert on social media. It was a paid one because my homeboy sent me the link. I think I don't know how much the tickets were. Y'all can put it in the comments. I think the tickets were starting at like 25 to 50 bucks. A lot of people went. So she made a nice little bag right there. They're conditioning us to get used to staying in the house because everything now is going to be online. And another thing, not to be, you know, gloom and doom, if folks don't watch out mobilizing all these little riots and uprisings via Facebook and Twitter, they will eventually pull some type of internet kill switch. I believe that. Like I told you guys months ago when we talked about the Arab Spring, the Arab Spring did not start, you know, in the Middle East somewhere. It didn't start because that Tunisian rug man, you know, he, he sold rugs or whatever. It's not because that Tunisian man set himself on fire. That was the catalyst. But if you guys don't know, the Arab Spring started on Twitter. That is how all of these countries in the Middle East were able to mobilize. And the fact that so many people are mobilizing and creating chaos in the streets of America via social media... I believe they will be hitting social media kill switches as needed. So be on the lookout for that. We had a shooting today in Portland. Um, because it was some type of anti-Trump versus Black Lives Matter conflict. One person lost their life. In Minneapolis, again, Twin Cities, we just had a twin riot. The initial riot started in Minneapolis in the Twin Cities, and then it just, that was the catalyst. It spread all over the nation, and it went global. Then, as of three days ago, we had another riot, which to me was bullshit. A young man who killed his baby's mother 
Because the media is not really speaking on this. I sure didn't see the shade room or anybody else post the update. He killed his baby's mother and the police were after him. And instead of him taking his arrest like a man, he shot and killed himself. But what did the agents of chaos spread all over the, 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 the streets of Minneapolis, Twitter and Facebook? That the police shot this young man. So then what did people do? All the opportunistic people who looked at this as a way to just go get some free shit. Yes, I said it. I don't mince my words. Y'all ran to downtown Minneapolis, looted the Target, looted the Foot Locker, fucked shit up. And now we're back on curfew. So thank you. Matter of fact, it's almost 7 o'clock. I have to be in the house by 8. So thanks. And then come to find out, that wasn't even what, what the story was. He killed himself. But the sad part is a lot of these blogs, they're not going to tell you that. A lot of the mainstream, they're not going to tell you that. They want to leave the narrative as the police killed him. The police didn't kill him. Okay? I'm not talking about other cities. I'm speaking of my own. So to, to the mush mouse who came on there and said, well, that don't, it don't matter if the police happen to not kill this person. They killed this person. They killed that person. I'm not talking about them other people. We're talking about this case. Okay? I can, I can walk and chew gum. Stop trying to deflect. We're talking about the young man that y'all want to ride it for who killed his baby's mother and that the police didn't kill. And now we're back on lockdown. <laughs> this picture is funny, honey. I got to show this real quick. No, oh, matter of fact, let me just show it all. Shit, fuck it. I'm not going to show that him shooting himself because, you know, we're on YouTube. You know, YouTube, honey. So I'm not going to show that. Let me show just this picture. So this is, uh, and this is on my Instagram. My Instagram is public right now. You know, come in peace or leave in pieces and get blocked. So you can see this on my Instagram for now. But that is the gun in the young man's hand. But y'all swerping down the police, killed him, and all this goofy shit. Then after that, everybody went on a big looting spree in downtown Minneapolis. Broke into the Apple store because the Apple store in Nordstrom's rack is going to bring this young man back. Fucked up all types of shit. Broke into restaurants. Not sure what y'all wanted at the tequila bar, but they broke into that too. And this is for y'all. <laughs> How niggas look after finding out 12 was innocent last night. Like, you know, this is embarrassing at this point. At this point, a lot of y'all just looking for free shit. Okay. And people are just scared to call it for what it is. I mean, come on. A lot of y'all just looking just to just be agents of chaos. People are bored. Folks are tired of being in the house. People want things to get back to how they used to. Trust me, don't nobody want to go back to 2019 more than me. I'm tired of randomly crying and being depressed and not being able to sleep. So I get it. But I'm not going to go destroy my own community because I'm upset either. That's all I'm saying. But, you know, when you speak the truth, you're a coon, you're a bed wench, and, you know, oh, shut up. But, again, these same agitators who sit online and talk shit, were any of them at even one peaceful protest? Most of them weren't. But they had so much to say. Don't let people gas you up. Because a lot of times folks will gas you up from the sidelines, from the safety of their home and their computer. They want you to go out there and do the fuck shit while they're cool. It's crazy. 
Let's see here. Um, Renee Frazier says, facts. Erica says, it's giving them a reason to call us thugs. Yeah, unfortunately. Stop looting. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Um, Diane Diego says, T, I was a background PA during 21 Bridges, and it's shocking to know he was sick. Bless him. He never looked different. Thank you so much. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Kia Randolph sent $99.99. Thank you, Kia. She says, love your content. Keep up the amazing work. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, Miss Velda says, love you, T. Been watching for a while now. Thank you for the $4.99. I appreciate that as well. Um, Nick Fagan says, hey, T. Love your channel. Been watching you since you covered the Nicki Minaj Anaconda video. Hey, <laughs> my Anaconda don't. My Anaconda don't. <laughs> Let's see here. Bree sent $4.99. She says, love you, Auntie. Finally part of the Elite IG and Discord. Hey, that's what's up. Thank you and welcome. I appreciate that. So now, you know, we kind of segued into the whole writing thing and the whole, honey, I'm going to keep my opinions on everything that's going on in Kyosha to myself, okay? I've talked about it in a little group with certain people. I'm, I see I see through all that mess right there. So uh, that whole situation is crazy. Um, but let's go ahead and talk about Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne, <laughs> every time I think about that, I think about, you know, the little Disney commercial, you know, the little, you know, Di Bella Thorne with the little Disney ears, whatever, when you do that little Disney thing. So anyhow, she's getting drugged on OnlyFans. The sex workers are coming for her neck. She's been getting drugged for the past two days. So this is what's happening on OnlyFans. I'm going to show you guys some of this while I, while I read to you guys um, the entire situation. Give me just a second here. And I like Bella, you know what I'm saying? Um, we follow each other on Instagram. You know, I, I like Bella, but this whole situation is a hot damn mess. So let's go ahead and get that here. Pull this up real quick. That over. So Bella Thorne is getting drugged, and this is what's being reported. So I had told you, matter of fact, I talked about it in my stream um, last week. So earlier this week, it was reported that many sex workers were furious that Bella Thorne made $2 million on OnlyFans, a subscription platform where creators sell content directly to their fans. Now they're even more outraged following the apparent charges to OnlyFans policy that they were implemented that were implemented without warning because of Bella Thorne's antics. So they're saying this. According to multiple content creators on OnlyFans, um, they're saying that OnlyFans quiet, quietly issued a $50 cap on pay-per-view messages, essentially exclusive content sent to paying subscribers. They also made a $100 cap on tips without warning or announcing any policy changes. There was, no, there was no notification, says Savannah Solo, a sex worker and a content creator who was one of the many to tweet about their outrage over the change. We are now just suddenly able to receive a tip. Well, no, we are now suddenly unable to receive a tip over $100. Also, OnlyFans reportedly extended the timeline for payouts from seven days to 30 days due to them supposedly not being able to pay back a million dollars worth of chargebacks from her fans' credit cards. So this is just some of the stuff they were saying to Bella on um, 
on um, Instagram and on Twitter. So somebody is saying here at Bella Thorne and at OnlyFans, support a real struggling college age sex worker, not some stupid rich bitch. Then they go on to say, then somebody posted a screenshot of Bella Thorne talking to somebody, somebody who's che- who has a blue check mark, um, Adi Spell, I don't know who that is, says, you're going to be a millionaire. Bella Thorne says, I am already, baby. Then this person writes, so disgusted at Bella Thorne. Then they go on to say this, at Bella Thorne, you have destroyed this platform. We use our pay to pay our bills. Oh, you have destroyed this platform we use to pay our bills. Then they say, fuck at Bella Thorne for making OnlyFans account for extra spending money when you're already well off. Hashtag sex work is real. Then they say, let's forget at Bella Thorne and hashtag OnlyFans and start using just for fans. They are way better offering healthcare supplement plans that can be used with insurance. They offer you to donate some of your earnings to LGBT to LGBTQ charities. Hashtag Bella Thorne. This person says she did something wrong. She scammed people out of $200, which caused people to ask for a bunch of refunds that caused the site to mess up, which causes creators who actually need the money to not be able to get their money to live while she's a millionaire. What part of that is not clicking? And then it's a bunch of fuck Bella Thorne, fuck you. I mean, they were dragging her all day. Um, This person says, hi, I just want to say fuck you for ruining a platform that so many people relied on, stupid bitch. (laughs) Eat the fucking rich. I mean, these sex workers were hot, honey. Then this person says, yeah, she promoted a full nude photo, got her millions, and it was a bikini pic. Now with everyone wanting their money back, OnlyFans has capped tips. And made it to where you got to wait 30 days to get the money that you've made. And so this is more ranting. And there, and then somebody sent a screenshot basically stating this. On Bella Thorne's account it says unlock for $200. And then some bot or something says naked, naked, yes, naked. And then somebody else says naked is the question for $200. And then somebody says no clothes naked. So basically, people thought that once they paid $200 to Bella Thorne, they'd see her ass in cooch, only to find out that it was just a bikini pic. Okay? Honey, that was a lot of low vibrational ass reading, honey. Them people is hot. Now, again, it's kind of sad that we've gotten to a place in society where it's like sex workers, you know what I mean? Like... That's a, a name now, you know, like back in the day, we just called it prostitution or, you know, tricking or whatever. But I guess, I guess the politically, co- you know, correct term is, you know, sex work. You know, we called it stripping and, you know, just shaking your ass for some money, honey. You know, everybody needs a politically correct name. So, you know, I, like I said, I've been calling this out for years, okay, about the celebrity takeover of social media. But when it was happening on YouTube, remember, I was a hater, You know, there's room for everybody to, you know, make videos and all this stuff. And like I said, I was never, I never cared about celebrities coming down here and making YouTube videos. That was not the issue. This is a free platform. They're regular people just like I am. They're human beings, right? My issue was, was how YouTube was pushing them through the algorithm. Okay? I could talk about the same topic, 
but because I'm not A-list Will Smith, he gets pushed through the algorithm. He gets recommended. I don't. That was the issue is that they made the playing field not fair on YouTube. Even when it came to the YouTube Streaming Awards, all of the streaming nominations for 2019 were celebrities, not the regular folks who made YouTube what it is, not the regular YouTubers who've been on this platform, you know, live streaming, making videos, editing for years. They're the ones who should be nominated for streamies, not Will Smith. He got an Oscar. What the hell? Why am I in competition with Grammy winners and Oscar winners? So that has always been my issue. But now other platforms are now starting to fill it. You know, like OnlyFans. OnlyFans is pushing people like Bella Thorne. I don't see OnlyFans really promoting, you know, their regular, you know, sex workers or whatever on there. They might promote a few. But anytime a celebrity jumps on OnlyFans, trust and believe OnlyFans is tweeting when that celebrity joins their site. Okay? And let's also keep it real. At this point in time, if you don't have some type of, like, fan base, you're, it's going to be very hard for you to make it on OnlyFans. And so what I kind of hate with this whole sex worker talk is that they're making it seem like any struggling college student can just set up an OnlyFans and she's going to be making thousands and thousands of dollars. A lot of these so-called sex workers on OnlyFans, they already had a fan base. You know, a lot of them are verified on Instagram. All they do on Instagram all day is show their ass and tits, and that's fine. But now they ended up going to OnlyFans to show more. So a lot of them already have some type of fan base. But if you're just the average, you know, 18-year-old, and you're like, well, hey, I need to make some extra money. Beyonce said start an OnlyFans on Demon Time. I might as well run and go do that. Just be aware that you're sitting here posting stuff of yourself, that can never be taken off the internet. You know, you're posting full nudes with two followers, but you don't know who those two followers are. So now they're screenshotting your nudes, they're screenshotting the video of you jerking off and playing with yourself, and now they're posting all the free porn sites. They're taking it to Pornhub. I'm seeing all types of OnlyFans stuff being posted on these porn sites. You know, I'm there for, you know, journalistic, you know, for journalistic purposes, of course. <laughs> but I've noticed on Pornhub that there's an OnlyFans thing where people are stealing content from OnlyFans and posting on to Pornhub. So I want people to be aware of that. You know what I'm saying? Like your pictures are not, you know, you don't know who's watching you. So these pictures are not disappearing. So that's what a lot of young folks, you know, I got to keep it real. Hoodie. I was like, damn, they got all types of OnlyFans on Pornhub, honey. But that's what a lot of young girls need to understand. Okay. Be very, very mindful with that. Like a lot of these folks who are making money on sites like that, they already have a fan base. Think about it. If I was to start an OnlyFans right now, granted, a majority of y'all wouldn't come, but there's a lot of y'all who would come, okay? So even if, like, let's say 10% of my followers follow me to OnlyFans, that's money. And what a lot of these celebrities are doing, let me keep it real, they're hustling people, and they know it. Ryan Henry. Yes, I'm going to call you out, Ryan. Y'all know I love Ryan Henry. That is my celebrity crush, okay, from Black Ink Crew Chicago. How you doing? I remember when he first talked to me one time on Twitter, I was like, oh, my God. I was like a little fangirl. Look at that Ryan Henry tweeted me. But um, Ryan Henry, he done scammed a bunch of folks on OnlyFans. Told all his fans, come and see me. Come see my chest. I got abs. And come see something else. Some told me, you know what, even though I'm a fan of Ryan Henry, he does great tattoo work and he's fine as hell, cute body. Some said, nah, TT, I ain't spending that 20 bucks. Bitch, we in a recession. 
There's some things I could do with that money. So I chose to pass on his OnlyFans. But you know, a few of my tea sippers, y'all ran over there. Honey, people was DMing me. They said they got this OnlyFans page. A bunch of people ran to sign up. This fool posted a picture of him with his peen print in some sweatpants. And people ain't seen him since. He got that bag and ran. <laughs> he showed his peen print in some gray sweats. And people ain't seen Ryan Henry since, honey. <laughs> so he got a quick, I don't know how much he made on OnlyFans. But folks were hot. They've been dragging Ryan in that comment section ever since. So I don't know if he's going to come back. But that's why I keep telling people, you have to know the environment that you're going into. I know me. There's nothing wrong with being a sexual person. I don't not people who, you know, who are, who are sex workers. You know what I mean? Some people just have that energy. They're just like, like I always tell you guys, some people just have a natural sex appeal like a Rihanna. Don't, you can put a potato sack on Rihanna. She just has that sex appeal. She's just somebody that's just real sexy. Angela Simmons, not so much. I don't care how many two-piece bikinis she puts on. I get, I feel no nothing. I feel no ways. I don't look twice. Next, scroll up. But if it's Rihanna, like, you know what I mean? It's just certain people just have that appeal. I ain't no hater. You know what I mean? So there's certain women who just have that, you know, that, that sex appeal. So I understand why they're on OnlyFans. I don't have that type of vibe. I can be sexy somewhat, but I don't feel comfortable just standing in front of y'all naked. I don't feel comfortable showing y'all my titties. I just don't. You know what I mean? You, you see how much I talk about big-breasted people as if I'm flat-chested. I talk like that because I'm not all the way comfortable with my body, right? So because of that, I'd rather be on Patreon or Discord. So there's different ways to get people to rock with you and support you without having to show all your goods. You know what I mean? You could do a Patreon page where, you know, your fans or your followers on your Instagram can watch you cook or do, you know, podcasting or read books or, you know, pet kittens. You ain't got to really go on OnlyFans and pet your cat. You can pet kittens on Patreon. So I just want young girls to just be aware of that. You know what I'm saying? It's all about where your energy's at. Now I got some tea sippers, honey. Some of y'all some freaks because they invite me to their OnlyFans. I ain't no hater. I ain't knocking y'all. Get your money. But you have to be mentally prepared to know what you're getting into. And a lot of these fans, I blame a lot of y'all too. You know, no A-list celebrity is going to be showing y'all their cooch and all that stuff on OnlyFans. You're not going to be getting, you know, pornography videos from a Cardi B or a Bella Thorne. You're not. So when y'all rush to go follow their OnlyFans as opposed to the, you know, the struggling college sex worker, then that's on y'all. Who, I, I would never pay Bella Thorne $200 in hopes of seeing her naked. I, you know, I'm not interested in seeing her naked. I like her as a person, you know what I mean? I don't want to see that. But I'm also not dumb enough to think that if I give her $200, she's going to send me naked nudes. So a lot of y'all have to use common sense. Now, a lot of these Z-listers, these struggling-ass reality TV show star people, a lot of them will show it all. I've seen every orifice of Bobby Light's. I, I've seen safaris, you know what I mean? And I'm not a member of their OnlyFans. So, you know, again, certain ones will, but when you're talking about A, you got to realize who the demographic you're following. If you're going to go follow a so-called A-lister, they're not doing that. It's just a quick hustle. You're going to get bikini pics. So stop being disappointed. 
OnlyFans, let me also drag OnlyFans real quick. The website OnlyFans, you're full of shit. You guys have made so much money off of these sex workers. This, the sex workers were the best things to happen to OnlyFans, okay? Two, three years ago, when they launched, the only thing on OnlyFans were really like cooking videos, how-to tutorials, you know, things like that. Things for like, you know, fans, people who couldn't post videos on YouTube or who didn't want to wait to become YouTube partnered, then they could, then they could post their videos on OnlyFans. That's what that site was meant for. And I don't know which damn porn star on Instagram got the bright idea like, hey, I'm doing all this on Instagram for free. Let me start an OnlyFans. Now y'all can pay money to see me twerk and, and finger and all types of whatever the hell they do on OnlyFans, okay? So that is when the sex workers all ran over there. Now with the C-19... This is why all the celebrities are also running over there. Because they're like, well, why should I keep posting all this stuff for free on Instagram? Let me post it on OnlyFans. But the problem with that, celebrities, we don't want to see what you post on Instagram on OnlyFans. That, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I pay 20 bucks a month to see the same pictures that you're showing to your fans on Instagram for free? Does that make sense? In my, in my ninja auntie voice. That's stupid. If I'm coming to your OnlyFans, I, and I know that OnlyFans is now a sexual site, I'm coming to see something sexual, period. I don't want to hear sob stories. I don't want tiny violins. I want to see nipples, damn it. And I want you to make it clap. <laughs> I'm just saying. That is the vibe that that, that that site puts out. Now, when I go on to Patreon, I don't expect to see nipples and, and, and ass clapping. I expect to see how-to videos and conspiracy videos and videos that were banned off of social media and, you know, like-minded conversation. But, but if I'm paying money on OnlyFans, I want to see peen, nipples. I want to see it all. If I'm spending money on OnlyFans, as a site that's being, you know, promoted as a sexual site where sex workers work. So OnlyFans has made plenty of money in percentages from these sex workers to... Pay back those chargebacks. So I'm not buying that whole shit. It's easy to blame Bella Thorne and say, oh, this is Bella's fault. No, this is OnlyFans' fault. Okay? If somebody paid $200 for something, they didn't get what they wanted, and that is your site and you run the site, they have the right to say, you know what? She's not posting news. I came for the nudes. They're not here. I want my money back. Because OnlyFans, you promoted Bella Thorne. You promoted that, that potential, you know, that, that, what is that called? Like that potential imagery to the fans, thinking that they could get nudes from her. Even though she said no, y'all kind of hinted like they'd be extra stuff. So now that everybody's, you know, doing these chargebacks, now y'all are mad because now y'all have a million dollars worth of chargebacks. That's not the fans' problem. Give those people back their damn money. Leave, the, leave everything how it was before Bella Thorne came on there and stop trying to use her as a scapegoat. Because I'm sure with everybody on y'all's platform, y'all probably made probably over $100 million in that month. So they have more than enough money to pay back those chargebacks. Don't, don't let these damn websites fool y'all. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying that at all. Let me see here. Let me check some of these super chats here. Um, let's see. Del Rey said $19.99. He says, hey, T, just wanted to say... Something that you, that you have that that you said that sticks with me. 
be your best, be your own best advocate. Just that I would say that. Love the wisdom. Also, I'm gonna leave well. I'm gonna leave well. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna leave well. Thank you so much, and thank you for the super chat. Yes, we have to be our own advocates. That's the truth. That is the truth. Um, let's see here. Benzino got. Oh hell no. Okay, so Kaza Love sent five dollars. She said Benzino got an OnlyFans now, and Jason Lee said he might get on OnlyFans too. Okay. Thank you for the super chat. Who wants to see Benzino? Sorry. That was shady. I didn't mean to be shady. <laughs> Somebody likes it, honey. He's still popping out babies, honey. So, you know, everybody got fans. Let me know. The ones who do pay for his, who are paying for his OnlyFans, please DM me what he's posting. I'm very interested. I'm assuming he must have a gold-plated Wong. The way he be pulling all these females. <laughs> he may not have no neck, but he got a lot of peen. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm live from NYC. Send five. He said, Bella made millions off of dude's imagination. Yes, honey. Bella Thorne is a hustler. If y'all didn't cry when Ryan Henry did that, when he posted them gray sweatpants, peen pics, and bounced, don't y'all be dragging Bella, honey. Let's see here. Um, C, uh, CJ Family Show says, we do not like 2020. First, Kobe Bryant. No one came to my birthday on July 2nd. Aw. Third, Naya Rivera. And now Chadwick Boseman. How much more can we take? I agree, CJ. And thanks for coming through, love. Yeah, 2020 has been a hell of a year. It really has. Um, Monique Lowell sends $99.99. Thank you so much, Monique. I appreciate it. She says they rioted in Sacramento as well. Sorry to hear about your city. Stay blessed, T. Stay beautiful. Thank you. I didn't know that they were rioting in Sacramento. I know LA got some rioting and, of course, Kenosha and a few other cities. So thank you for that, T. I appreciate it. And thanks for the super chat, sis. Um, let's see here. Ahub87 says, we have to show love to the channel, to channels like this that speak the truth and take time to get stuff right. Thank you. Amen. And I appreciate that. Thank you for coming through. So how long have I been? I've been out here for, oh God, I've been out here an hour and 34 minutes, you guys. Um, let me read to you guys Bella Thorne's apology because she did apologize on Twitter. So let me share with you guys what Bella had to say. So give me just a second here. Pull this up. Okay, y'all. So this is what Bella Thorne had to say. She says, part one, remove the stigma behind sex, sex workers that negatively, that the negatively that surrounds the word sex itself by bringing a mainstream face to it. That's what I was trying to do to help bring more faces to the site to create more revenue for content creators on that site. Then she says, I wanted to bring attention to the site. The more people on that site, the more likely of a chance to normalize the stigma and in trying to do so, and in trying to do this, I hurt you. I have risked my career a few times to remove the stigma behind sex work, porn, and natural hatred people spew behind anything sex related. 
I work and directed a porn against the high brows of my peers, managers, because I wanted to help with the stigma behind sex. I am a mainstream face, and when you have a voice, a platform, you try to use it in helping others and advocate for something bigger than yourself. Again, this is the process, and I hurt you, and for that, I am truly sorry. Then she says, P.S., I'm meeting with OnlyFans about the new restrictions to find out why. This is fucked up, and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry, comment. Any ideas or concerns you want brought up to OnlyFans and send me your links and a picture so I can promote you guys. So that is her apology. You know, um, yeah, I see the tiny, you know what, my T-sippers don't play. Uh, I ain't even have to say, I see the tiny violins, honey. Y'all are shady. You know them T-sippers, honey. We don't play. We pull out that tiny violin quick. I'm going to say this. Okay, I already discussed the history of OnlyFans, how it was not an adult site until, you know, the, the Instagram, you know, we call them the, the party poopers, you know, the girls who were getting flown to Dubai and getting shitted on until they ran to go start OnlyFans. Then it became a more sexual site. Um, I don't think we needed Bella, you know, to keep it real, to be the face of OnlyFans or to you know, remove the stigma of sex work. There's plenty of sex workers on there who are just as famous, if not more famous than Bella, who are promoting OnlyFans and who have, you know, basically removed that stigma. So that is her apology. Um, I don't think that, you know, she needed to do that. I just think, you know, she could just said, I came on there. I don't know why they changed, you know what I'm saying, all these rules and regulations. She really should have caught them out because what they did was throw you under the bus, Bella. You know what I'm saying? All that talk about you trying to be the face of sex workers, whatever. What you should have said, sis, is first of all, OnlyFans, don't use me as your scapegoat. Because regardless, Bella never said she was showing y'all her nipples, cooch, none of that stuff. Y'all assumed that with y'all's freaky ass imaginations. That's not Bella's fault. She said from day one she wasn't showing all that. Y'all thought she was just playing for Instagram, and y'all learned that fat meat is greasy. When folks tell you they're not doing something, nine times out of ten, they're not going to do it. But y'all thought, I'm going to still give her this $200 because if I pay her $200, she's going to have to show me her nipples and whatever else, right? Egg on your face. But for OnlyFans to now not want to give people back their money and, and, you know, people are having to call their credit card companies and these credit card companies are cussing out OnlyFans, that's what it should have been about. About OnlyFans trying to throw you under the bus. You should have really addressed that. Because OnlyFans has made millions of dollars off of everybody on that site. Z-list celebrities to A-list sex work to, to, to A-list sex workers. So they have more than enough money to take from here to pay these people back. Okay? So that is my opinion about the apology. I think she was mixing too many things in. It, got, it started getting convoluted. I think she would have just kept it to what it was, you know, with them trying to throw her under the bus and blame her. I think the apology would have went by a little bit smoother. That's just my opinion. But other than that, you, you got to take personal responsibility. Um, nobody's being forced to go on to OnlyFans to subscribe to people. And no, just like I said at the beginning of the stream, people who are like, well, I don't want to pay $5 for your Discord. That's fine. You don't have to. I don't force anybody to be here. I don't force anybody to follow me on social media. Hell, I prefer a private social media any damn ways. If y'all really know me, I don't, you know, force anybody to do anything. You do what you feel comfortable with. So if people want to promote their OnlyFans or promote this and that, that is their business. You can't get mad at that. You know, so 
again, nobody, if people felt the way, they shouldn't have followed her onto OnlyFans. Just follow her on Instagram, you know? So, yeah, the whole thing is crazy. Let me read a few more Super Chats, and I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here because I've been on here for an hour and 40 minutes already. I'm enjoying my time. This has been a wonderful stream. Wonderful stream. And you notice there's not issues? Why? Because I'm streaming via Twitch. No lagging. I haven't seen one person say that they've been kicked out. We have close to, damn, we got a lot of people in here. Close to 12,000 people watching me right now. And the stream has been smooth. YouTube is full of crap. And I'm so glad I've switched over to to Twitch. Yes. (laughs) Let's see here. Um, Quickie Circle says, hey, T. I'm a newish tea sipper. I'm also a big Marvel fan. I feel a bit guilty when I found out the second thing I thought was no Black Panthers 2. I noticed he looked a little unwell in the end game. Thank you so much for the super chat. And yeah, I know a lot of us Marvel fans are thinking about that. Because that was the thing. I know a lot of people have been hitting me up um, even before this whole situation. And it was funny because for a while... Every time a Marvel movie was coming to the Twin Cities, I would get messages or emails or text messages like, are you going to do another screening? I'm like, no, this is Spider-Man. I'm going to go watch it. But I didn't want to do another screening because for me, like, Black Panther was so special. So one thing I was telling people is that when Black Panther 2 comes out, I was going to do the same thing. Run out of theater, have everybody come through, and, you know, the same people, maybe new people, but we would all go watch Black Panther 2. So... Trust me, that's been on my mind heavy as well, you know. And I don't see how they can make it now because I I can't see anybody else playing, you know, King T'Challa. I just can't see it. So I I don't know. I don't know. Um, Let's see here. Uh, I think I read that one. Let me scroll up. Um, Love O. Lou O says... Hey, T, I've been around since I was 14. The 13 kids, three baby daddy ladies saying that she needs someone to take care of her kid. <laughs> Y'all stay bringing up Angela Adams. And it's funny because for some reason, that video, maybe because it's quarantine, that video is still getting rotated. So, like, every few weeks, I'll get a screenshot from somebody like, look, your Angel Adams or Angela, whatever her name is, video popped up in my recommended. So, that video is still funny to this day. Um, They said, I'm turning 22 in about two weeks. Virgo gang, loving the Discord. Keep doing you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you to everybody for just the positive um, messages um, about the Discord. Like, everybody is liking it. You guys are learning so much. Yo. Like, sometimes I'm up to, like, 3 in the morning on Discord. I'm offline, though, because I don't want a bunch of people inundating me. But I'm in there. Trust me. I'm in there sipping slow. You'll know when I, you know, because I leave comments and, you know, I'll, I'll talk to people. I'll at you. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want a lot of people adding me because then I'm pulled 50 different ways and I just want to enjoy the environment. But thank you to whoever reminded us to start the science uh, chat room. Um, that Neuralink with Elon, with Elon Musk, man, I was up doing so much research based off of what you posted in there, how they got that chip in that pig's brain. Yeah, coming to a human near you. Man, I don't know how I feel about Elon Musk. Like, you know, he's smart and, you know, he's a handsome guy. You know what I'm saying? Teslas are cool. 
But that this Norlink man, that has me nervous. And then the way that pig was squealing, and then he kept beeping and shit. Like, we, people just want bacon. We don't want pigs who talk and let you know how they feel. People just want to eat pork. I don't eat pork, but that's what... You know what I mean? When we think about the pig, we just think about bacon. I don't want to think about a pig with a damn chip in his head, talking like, you going to eat me? <laughs> I don't want to think about a pig trying to cuss folks out. You ain't about to eat me, bitch. <laughs> Y'all know I'm a mess. My mind be going all over the place. But yeah, that Neuralink, we got some real deep discussions. What else? When I told y'all, I, I remember I, I did. And you know, okay, let me say this. To the people in the Discord, I try to fix it, but for some reason, some of y'all are still able to at everyone. If you are on Discord, do not hit the at symbol and then write everyone because literally you are adding the entire, everybody, the entire internet, okay? That is what happened the other day. You know I'm old, okay? This is like a, a young people's platform. So I'm, you know, I'm trying to figure shit out. So I'm, I'm in there, you know, poking buttons on, what does this do? What does that do? So I'm just in there poking around and shit. So I was in the Save the Children's group. That's one of my favorite. We be in there spitting all types of real stuff about this human trafficking. So people have been sending me all these TikToks with these young girls supposedly dating older men in their 50s and 60s. And some people are saying that it's an app where you can make your boyfriend look like he's in his 50s or 60s. But app or not, okay, we look at stuff in a three-dimensional way. I don't care if it's an app or if it's really a 19-year-old girl who's legally able to date a 65-year-old man. The point is they're pushing this into TikTok to make it normal, to normalize it. Because what happened after I made that post? Marcus Houston came out talking about his marriage to his 19-year-old queen, okay? So when I made that post in Discord, I had added everyone. But I thought I was going to add all the people that were in the Save the Children chat room. It added everybody from Discord. So when I told you that chat was crazy, everybody came running in there. Everybody was talking. Some folks were at work. And so I figured, well, hell, I got everybody's attention. Post some more shit. And that's when I was showing y'all about the panda eyes. That is some of the most disturbing stuff. That was a rabbit hole that kept me up at night. So I had to share that with you guys. Um, I've been telling y'all for, for a long time, they're trying to normalize cannibalism. And then you saw the girl in there posting the little treats that were, that were you know, in the shape of babies, baby fingers and fists and all types of weird stuff. So I've learned so much in the Discord. So I thank you guys. The way y'all learn from me, I'm also learning from you guys. And it feels good to just be around like-minded people and people who know how to keep up dialogue without being disrespectful, without being mean. There, we haven't really had to ban anybody. I think only one person got banned so far, and that's it. So it's going really good. So, yeah, if you, if you want to join, you have to be a member. I'll see you guys there. I'll be on Discord probably maybe another 30 minutes. I'll be in and out of there. So on that note, I'm going to end my stream. I had a wonderful time. Thank you guys for joining me today. I hope you guys had a good time. We didn't have a lot of interruptions. We didn't have a lot of glitches. So that makes me feel really, really good. So I'll talk to you guys later. Enjoy your Sunday. Bye.